Any questions? Let's step over. Hey, Seppo, just in your estimation, is the resolve and motivation on this team still as high as it's been all year? Yeah, it, it definitely is. You know, we're we're still fighting. You know, we're still growing, still learning from mistakes, still learning how to play. Uh, you know, full full four quarters, and you know, we're not just going out there and going through the motions, uh, which is something that we kind of did last year. And it, it's great to see the guys uh, continue to compete and practice. And you know, I'm, I'm really hoping, you know, and I'm expecting us to compete in the game on Saturday. ups and downs in the season and when you're when you're going through a season you don't always see uh, the growth you know in yourself and in the team you know I, I think I've done a really good job of managing the team uh, managing the, the offense uh, compared to last year you know obviously we're still not getting you know the results we want but I think in terms of overall managing and understanding what's what's going on in the defense and where to go with the ball I think I've done a lot, a lot better job with that this year. You know, they're, they're a good defense, you know, every every Pac-12 defense is you know, really good, you know, run pass, you know, they've got a good secondary, you know, they've got some good guys up front, um, you know, we kind of have an idea of what they're going to do uh, defensively uh, for the most part, and so uh, we're going to try and attack their weaknesses, but, you know, they're a good defense, you know, in both up front and in the secondary, so, you know, it's going to be another <coughs> good, good test for us this week. So, Bo, I know you're a guy who's always trying to improve and critique yourself. When you look back at, at uh, some of the mistakes, the interceptions, have you found any commonality there or anything that? Uh, you know, for, for the most part, you know, I can say I haven't made the same mistake twice. You know, I haven't thrown the same interception. Um, you know, I had the one fumble uh, last week, uh, which was kind of ridiculous. But, uh, you know, it's a different thing every week. and. You know, it's something new to learn from. You know, it's just uh, it's a matter of taking care of the ball and, and making the right decision. Uh, I think Coach Lehman says don't be a robot all the time uh, and expect something to be open based off of a look. So, you know, you just got to see what the defense gives me and, you know, make better decisions out there. Both you and Arizona are ranking the top five in the country in plays per game. You expect this game to have a pretty uh, crazy pace going? Yeah, I definitely think, uh, you know, given their offense and ours, that there'll be a good pace up and down the field uh, play-wise. But, uh, you know, I expect our defense to do a really good job of, you know, stifling their offense and, you know, giving us the ball back and uh, sustaining some long drives, um, which we're capable of. We've done it a few times this year. Uh, we should be more consistent on that. So, Scooby Wright has made a lot of big plays for Arizona's defense. Uh, is he a guy that pops out on film, and do you have to kind of keep an eye out for a guy like that? Uh, I wouldn't say keep an eye out. You know, obviously you're aware of, of their playmakers on defense, but you know, I wouldn't say, you know, we're trying to run the ball away from him or anything like that. Um, you know, every defense has a really good player. You know, and you know he's just another one. So you know, we're just gonna you know stay to our game plan. Um, you know, kind of take what they give us and you know attack what we think are weaknesses in their defense. More questions for several. 
They definitely take a toll on you, but uh, you look forward to every week because you love playing the game, and that's what, that's what we do. We, we love this game, and we're excited to go play another week this week. Derek, did you expect to have this much of an impact when you started the year? You seem to be in every play. I hear your name constantly. Did you expect to be this successful with what was going on for you? Honestly, I didn't know. Uh, I had no idea what the season would be like. I mean, this is my first year playing, and. Uh, so it's been a surprise for me, but it's also been a lot of fun just being a part of it. And that's it. it's been fun just being part of the brotherhood of this team. So I'm really thankful for that. Derek, I imagine uh, the fact you guys aren't going to bowl game is probably the hardest on the seniors. How have they uh, responded uh, since the game on Saturday, knowing that's not there anymore? Uh, I mean, they are, they are definitely heartbroken, uh, and I'm heartbroken for them too. But they're, they're taking a good attitude towards it because, like I said before, they love the game and, and uh, they're going to come out and they're just going to give it all they have and, and play some more because they, they still have time to play. They're excited for that. Yeah, follow up to that. How much do you guys need to lean on them in the last few weeks and their, their leadership? How important will that be as you guys try to finish up this season? Uh, it's going to be huge. Um, we've relied on them all season and um, we're going to need them to uh, just keep pushing us and we're going to have to help them too and push them. It's just a team effort and we're excited to do it. Eric, somebody that grew up obviously around the program, uh, you're a little bit disappointed in the crowd, uh, numbers here, uh, the home crowd, thank you guys are on the road. Uh, and also, do you feel like winning will take care of that? Uh, I'm not disappointed in the crowd. I love our fans. I mean, they've been there for us all year. and um, It would be fun to have more people there, but we've got the people that are there, we know we love them, and, and that's just been great. Um, and yeah, I think if we do start winning more, when we when we start winning more, then more people want to go. So I think that's just kind of how it works. Derek, Arizona ranks third in the conference in scoring offense. What what is it when you see them on the mix and so dynamic on that side of the ball? Um, they're really explosive uh, in their run game, and um, they have really good pass complements to it. Uh, they have a really good tempo, and they're going to provide a really good fun challenge for us this week. So. Uh, it's a big challenge. I mean, uh, getting the quarterback to scramble, and like when they're when they're good at scrambling and they can throw, it makes it really tough on the defense. So we're we're gonna we're gonna face a tough challenge there, but we're excited to do it. Do you feel like you guys have gotten better in defending the zone read option? Uh, over the course of the season, I believe we have. We've gotten a lot better just at defense in general. Our, our defense has improved tremendously, and we're going to keep improving as the season goes on. So we're excited. Derek, being a young guy on this team, and obviously right now you guys are struggling to find a way to win in the conference, how important is it for you guys to get that feeling of a winning conference as you move ahead in your career and all that stuff? 
Um, it is important. Uh, it's, it's always been important for us to get a win, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be huge when we finally do get a win. We're going to be really excited, and we're just we're looking forward to that. Questions for Derek. Thanks, Derek. Thank you. Thanks, Derek. Last uh, Saturday's game, I, you know, we fought extremely hard, and uh, the, the game changed in about six plays where it looked like we were in good control, and uh, Washington did, did a good job there on that. And uh, you know, I, I just keep telling our young men, and I believe this from my heart and soul, how much we have improved, um, but uh, that still doesn't take the sting out of the loss, the sting out of uh, wanting to get W's. Um, you know, we played Washington last year. At the end of the third quarter, it's 59-7. to You know, this year we're winning in the third quarter, halfway through it, playing really well and have opportunities to win the game still. Um, you know, and uh, you go back to the Arizona State game last year, it's 49 to, I think it's 49-7 to at halftime. This year we're going in to have a chance to win it right there and uh, do some things. So. There's a game after game, you know. Um, UCLA beat us really handily last year, and this year we took them to double overtime. So you just keep doing that. Oregon State killed us last year. We had the last drive going in to win it. So we've come a long way, but we're still not close to where we need to be. And uh, it's really little things. So people ask me all the time, well, how do you keep the kids' spirits up? Hey, we show them all the positives, and then we show them, okay. We show them the things that we mess up as coaches, too. I think that's critical that you do that. Hey, we should have done this. We've got to coach you better here. And then we show them little things they could do. For example, we work roll tackling. People ask, what's roll tackling? That's hitting a, a big back that's 235 pounds that can run right over. If you hit him in the chest, he's going to run over you. If you hit him low and wrap him up, which you saw us do in the second half, um, you'll stop him. And we had young men that didn't do that in the first half. And we show it to them and they go, Coach, okay, we've worked it on. I've a roll tackle a hundred times since now in August to now. And uh, so just little things like that, hitting a guy low instead of hitting him high, can make the difference in winning and losing. And that's how we keep, their, keep them going. Because it's all about work ethic. It's all about execution. It's all about um, executing under pressure. And as our team gets older, as they become teenagers and out of teenage years and become 20-year-olds, um, we'll, we'll keep getting better. So um, very frustrating. Um, but uh, now we're getting on to Arizona, another very good football team. That um, they came off a tough loss to UCLA. Uh, they're excellent. Um, they're, they're a freshman quarterbacks, an excellent player, makes a lot of plays. Um, they have the biggest receivers in the conference, and uh, I don't think anybody they have. They might have. They have one guy that's little, but he's fast as lightning. Um, but the rest of them are all six three plus, um, which puts a <clears throat> bind on you in the secondary. And uh, defensively, they're flying around. And, and Scooby, what a great name. He is a heck of a football player. And uh, you got to know where number 33 is at all times um, for, on their defense. So it's going to be a tough test. Rich does a great job with them. And uh, you know they've, uh, they've got some uh, very good players. And uh, it'll be exciting to go up there and play in Tucson. So take any questions at this time. Mike, uh, I imagine for the seniors, that loss the other day was especially hard knowing that they now won't go to a bowl game. Mm -hmm. How have you seen them respond? And right. As a follow-up, how important will it be for them to stay positive last right. week? Right. I, I, they, um, they practiced really well today. Um, they have an upbeat attitude. Uh, you know, um, it, it's interesting, and I, and I mean this, 
we want to win as many games as we can win always. And I take each week, go 1-0 and each week, no matter what happens the week before. And so they've taken that philosophy on. Um, and every time I always tell them, too, and I, and I truly believe this, that you only get so many times to play, period. And, you know, they see each week somebody on our team gets injured or something happens um, where it could be taken away from you. So each game is precious. Definitely it hurts um, for those seniors and for our team not to be able to go to a bowl. But a bowl game is not what I talk about all the time. I, I talk about us getting better, going 1-0, and improving. And then all of a sudden that will happen. Um, and it, it'll happen. Unfortunately, it won't happen with these seniors, but it'll happen with guys on this football team. Um, so, But they have – these seniors have set the stage of the improvement of the way we've improved, the buying in, the practice attitude, the classroom, con, con, the way they conduct themselves in the classroom, the way they come over to workouts, their whole attitude change, the whole culture change. These seniors have set that stage. So when we do go to a bowl, um, they've helped set that stage because it's a – Foundation as you as you build it up. Like what? I guess what would a win mean for this program here in these final three weeks as you move forward? If you don't get a win, is that like a hurdle that's still left undone that you have to accomplish next year? If you get one, do you think that's the kind of thing that something you could check off the list heading into next year? Um, very good question. Uh, you know, number one, you definitely want to win all three of them that are left, period. Uh, you, at the same time, it's, you haven't reached the ultimate if you win them or win one of them, and you're not at the bottom of the world if you don't win one of them. Um, but at the same time, you're going to fight, claw, scrape, and it's going to hurt like crazy if you lose, and it's going to be overwhelmingly joyful um, when we win. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've, I've gone through this before, um, and then the next year we start out going like gangbusters. I've been on teams before where you win the last two, and then you lose the first five the next year. I, you know, it just depends. It all is the process and the work ethic. But, um, there is no doubt um, that I don't wake up and our kids don't wake up wanting to win this game Saturday, getting the win, getting it going. Because um, the way these things have happened, it's, it lingers with you. You can say it doesn't, but it lingers with you a little bit longer. But you can also use that as fuel to energize yourself. And uh, today, um, two weeks ago, I think it was, I told you that Tuesday was a bad practice. Today was our best Tuesday practice we've ever had. Maybe because it was the weather, it was gorgeous, but they came out there understanding and they saw, uh, they saw on film, they felt it in the game, uh, and they just need to understand, you know, we've, um, you know, the other thing they, they know, we talked to them about, I think in every Pac-12 game, I might be wrong, except for USC, we've outgained the opponent. We've had time of possession. We've won most of the third down battles. I mean, so there's a lot of things happening. we just got to find a way to finish it. You have to do that to do that. I don't think you can go from 1 to 10 overnight with a really, really young football team. And uh, so that's the process. And they see it growing, and I see them practice. I see some, I've seen some guys on our team take their practice at practice to another level where before they come out they go hard but they wouldn't finish the play or they wouldn't do this and all of a sudden now I see them finishing the play I see them sprinting to the ball I see them carrying out fakes I see them doing things that they extra that you used to just have to stay on to them now you don't stand and I see them coaching other kids hey we got to finish this you got to do this you know if they mess up instead of and to me that is a great buy-in um, that it's just started happening the last really the last two weeks which is good
going to ask Sebo if he's seen any commonality in, in the interceptions he's thrown. And he said that he doesn't think he's really made the same mistake twice in all this year. Is that what you said? Uh, yeah, I think um, the um, the only thing that we've talked about a little bit is um, some of, sometimes on some of the shorter stuff we're staring it down a little bit. Um, but that's tough sometimes, um, and they made a good break. They, the pick the other day, um, that was a great pick because the guy went with the underneath guy and then came back off to the outside guy. And he also had stretcho arms. He's about, it looked like his arms like eight feet long. You know, he was a long athletic guy. And he made a good play. Um, you know, a lot of times that ball's just tipped and knocked down, not caught. Um, and, uh, but Cepho has done, uh, a, you know, a, a really good job. And, uh, you know, those are, those are hurtful, um, you know, and, uh, and he knows it, and then he'll bounce back, and here we go. It's it, you know playing quarterback is, is tough um, in, in this league, and uh, he's um, he's done some good things at a young age, and he'll keep improving. Um, but no, I wouldn't say that all of a sudden we've taught him something, and he's made the wrong read twice in a row and thrown a pick. No, he has not done that. Mike, you. Uh... Talked earlier in the week about Solomon's ability to throw on the run. Yes. That's a tough uh, thing, it seems like, for college quarterbacks and maybe right. NFL guys. Is that a knack that some guys just have? And also, what kind of uh, challenges does that pressure put that on them? Right. Um, he, you know, the, the, their scheme, a lot of it has to do with that, moving on the run type thing and uh, throwing on the run. And he's very good at The thing is, is a lot of people can throw on the run, but they can't be accurate on the run. And he's accurate um, on back shoulders, down the field, throwing back across. So he does a good job with that. The thing that it does is it keeps the play alive longer, so therefore you're covering longer. And so routes turn into, instead of an out route, it turns into an out, and then all of a sudden it turns into a curl comeback. You know, a, a curl turns into a the guy redirects and runs upfield, so now you've got to turn as a DB. So you, a lot of times as a DB, you've got the main route covered, and then it extends, and you get in a position where your back's to the ball, you're in different spots. That's where that happens. So it, it puts you in it where the play's not on time. And anybody that's played on defense and the play's not thrown on time, like where the guy's supposed to stop and all of a sudden you've got him stopping and he takes off past you. And then naturally, a lot of times, what you try to tell the guys, and it's really hard to do, and I know this sounds kind of crazy, but if you've got a guy stopped, like he's running a curl route, okay, you've got him, you're playing him. Well, if you go look at the quarterback and he starts to scramble, what does the receiver do? He takes off, so it's hard. It's natural to go look at the quarterback and then try to find. It's just a natural instinct, and because um, you've got it stopped, and then he takes off. So you've got to get your eyes back on the receiver, and then zones turn into man type principles in those situations, and so that's what makes it extending the play tough. Um, we got to help. He, we got to do ways to keep him from extending the play. Now he will some. We've just got to limit it. I'm sure you've heard this before, but Bobby Bowden used to say when rebuilding a program, first you lose big, then you lose close, then you win close, then you win big. Right. Seems like you've made it into that second phase. Do you think you just need one to get into that third win close phase? Uh, I would love to say it just takes one, but I, one definitely validates a lot of things and gives them confidence, but it's the work process, it's the effort, it's the intensity day in, day out. It's also... A lot of our young men going from 235 to 245, 255. You know, running backs going from 185 to 195. Now they're running through tackles and they're doing DBs going from 180 to 190. And now they punch the guy and the ball falls out. Things like that maturing as men, um, and that's a process we're working on every day. 
um, to do. But, I, you know, definitely it helps the encouragement. It helps the energy. Uh, but our kids are learning to fight through that, which I think teaches, helps us in football building a foundation. But y'all heard me. I, I really believe it helps in life. Now, I'm tired of losing. I want to I wanna, I wanna win a bunch. Um, but I do think that that teaches them that you have to just keep going and you keep going and you keep going. And when they punch through, they're going to um, have a foundation and a fortitude inside that other people wouldn't have. I really believe that. And so uh, when it happens, it's, it's going to be special. Coach, do you speak with Cutcliffe regularly? And if so, what does he tell you about this whole process? Um, yeah, I talked to David. Uh, I say we talk about once every two weeks, probably, um, and uh, and if it's not actually on the phone, it's messages or text type thing because we're both um, pretty busy. You know, he, um, you know, I learned a lot from him, and you know, it's just it's the endurance factor of it. When you're turning a program around, it's the endurance factor. And you know, when I was at San Jose State, we would talk, and and he was there, and we just kept pushing and working, and and it, it takes time at different schools in different leagues. Sometimes it takes longer because of the competition week in, week out. And uh, you have to build more depth on your team, more guys that have played. Um, and, uh, and so that type of thing takes it a little bit longer sometimes. Um, and then it's also how your schedule falls in place some years. You know, that helps it too. Um, and because uh, you might run into teams that the quarterback goes down and all of a sudden you're in a situation where they, it's hard for them. So there's a lot of things that can break your way. You just have to keep pushing. But, Mainly, he tells me you just keep staying the road, keep keep building the foundation, keep building the character, keep keep building the team up, keep pushing, keep working. Um, staff stay united, which our staff is completely. Um, that's a big key in it, and uh, uh, it'll work. You know, he he told me, um, you know, when he was at Ole Miss, he did really well. Uh, we came to Duke, and he just kept working and working and working. And you know, year five they won six games, and year six they won ten, and I think they'll win ten again this year or more. Um, where, you know, year three and four, they went three and nine, three and nine. And, uh, you know, and then they got the six wins. Uh, even his fifth year, which they were phenomenal, you know, they went six and, I think they were six and two or six and one, and then lost the rest of them. They just kept working. It was just hard. And then, then the next year they struck. And, uh, matter of fact, it's funny, Ross Cockrell, who plays for the Buffalo Bills, who I recruited to play at Duke, um, flew in um, to see our game Saturday because they were off. And he just wanted to come by and talk to me. And I said, Duke won in double overtime. He said, yes, coach, it took us six years to do that. <laughs> you know, because um, uh, I was talking about how we lost a couple of them. And, and he meant it positive, but he just meant it take time because he grew up in that. He got redshirted and he went all the way through. And then he's the first player um, drafted at Duke, I think, in 20 years. And uh, he was one of those guys that we recruited. And he had no offers but Dukes and worked at it hard. And uh, excellent, excellent kid and doing great at the Buffalo Bills. So, Mike, when Colorado breaks through and starts winning again, envision a packed stadium. Oh, that's, yeah. That's the key. I envision that. Oh, no, there's no doubt. Um, as we get, um, when we get winning, um, and, you know, I, I think a lot of people have seen the improvement, but I also think that they, they get frustrated like we do, which is understandable. Um, but I do think they see the improvement and see what's going on. Um, uh, you know, it definitely will be, it'll be full. Um, you know, we, when we were at San Jose State, there were a couple times I went out there and there might have been maybe 1,500 people in the stands. And then the last year, it's we're on national television games, which 
wasn't happening. We're on national television games. We're, of course, with a late night game because it was in the West. But uh, and then there's bunches of people in the you know, big crowds and tailgating, which we never had any tailgating before. And they would let us off, and our kids would walk through the crowd, and everybody was going crazy. Where before we'd pull up, and they're just the mom and dad there. So yes, it definitely happened, and it will happen. So. And I, I look forward to that day. It'll be enjoyable. And the thing is, it'll be great for these young men. They'll see that hard work pays off. And uh, that's the, you know, that's a dirty world in, word in the world sometimes, work, especially for teenagers. And uh, when they learn how to work and learn that's a great word, um, they achieve a lot. I just noticed that uh, Seppo, among the top 50 passers in the NCAA, the only guy who's attempted more passes than him is Connor Halliday. Uh -huh. Are you throwing the ball more than you'd like to, about what you'd like to? Uh, very good question. We're running the ball really well right now, too. And um, if you've noticed our system, we have a lot of run with pass off of it. So Cepho's reading that. And if the pass is there off the support, he throws it. If they stay back, he hands it off. Uh, you know, the other thing that he's doing a great job of is um, that he hasn't, you know, hasn't been made. I mean, he goes up to the line now. This is maturity. This is how the team's, that's why our offense is matured. He goes up the line with three calls on a run or a pass, and he's doing it. And that's why we're running the ball. That's why we're moving the ball. That's why we're staying on rhythm. Brian Lingler's done a great job with him. Our offensive line's doing a great job. Our receivers doing a great job. Our running backs are running well. But he's getting us in the right play a lot of times. And people are starting to try to move on him, and he figures it all out. And um, to me, those are, you know, those are invaluable things that he couldn't do last year. Um, there's no way we could have asked him to do that. And as he keeps getting better and better at that, um, better and better things that keep happening for us. Coach, um, obviously there's the fundamentals in football, but then there's kind of like the nuances, game management, and stuff like that. Is this team learning how to develop, I guess, a killer instinct or how to raise their level of play at certain points in the game. I know a couple weeks ago against UCLA, you guys had all the momentum. They got the ball. They started moving it right down the field. I think you called a timeout. It looked like you were pretty animated with your team on the sidelines. Last week against Washington, you're up 20 to 10. You kick off and then the two minutes left or whatever it was, and they go right down the field. Is this team learning about those big moments in games where you can, I guess, right. have that killer instinct? Yeah, and, and um, you know, the UCLA game, I knew they were making the drives. I, I wanted to call a timeout, you know, and I wanted to kind of catch our breath. Because sometimes, you know, they, they go in those hurry-up offenses. If you can call timeout, you can kind of stop the momentum. You kind of do things. Um, uh, the Washington game, the last two minutes, we talked about that as a team. And we showed it. Um, there's two plays on that drive where you all going to say, well, that's crazy. Well, it's, it's not when you watch the tape. They dumped the ball to number seven. We have a young man come up and tries to shoulder him down. 180 is not going to knock down 230. If you just wrap him up in the legs, he goes down. The clock's running. They either got to use a timeout, or now it's second down and nine. It's a whole different world. They're back on their 38-yard line. It probably doesn't happen. So that killer instinct is under pressure, do what you're supposed to do, tackle the way you're supposed to tackle, put your face across the face, you know, across the leg, get down, get him down, whatever you got to do, um, and because you're going to have to make some open tackles. And those are examples of what we show them. And I think that is the killer instinct within each guy. Do your job as best you can do it, as hard as you do it, the way we coach you to do it in those situations, and it all works out. And um, and 
you know, he came over right to me after they scored and looked me dead in the eye and said, I screwed up, coach, and I'm sorry, and I'll do it the rest of the half. And he did. But now do it all the time. You know, so um, I don't think it's the – it's not the whole team. I think the whole team feels like we can stop them, feels like we're going to win. You know, just like um, uh, in the uh, – there's no doubt in my mind every one of them thought we were going to win the football game against UCLA in the first overtime after we, after we rose up and stopped them. I mean, we – we rose up and we went down and scored. We stopped them, went down and scored, rose up and stopped them, and I thought for sure and it just didn't work out. But, um, and those are things we got to execute better. But I think as far as them, they're starting to understand you do have to rise to a level, and they're starting to understand, you know, instead of pointing fingers at everybody else, they're starting to go, okay, I got to do that better. I got to do that better. And that is a process, and it's, you know, we have a saying, no excuses, no regrets. They've stopped making excuses and they'll stop having as many regrets. If we keep making excuses about things or not, and our coaching staff's doing a good job of that, and we're all fighting as hard as we can and just keep going. A lot of times when a team is losing, the backup quarterback becomes the most popular guy mm -hmm. in the town. Is things like you talked about with Cepho being able to go to the line with three plays and you know make that type of call kind of a value in sticking with your guy that maybe fans don't see? Uh, yeah, I, you know, it, the, the quarterback, um, and the head coach always take the brunt of everything, good or bad. You know, if we're winning right now, man, you're doing everything right, coach. Cephal, you're doing everything right. We're losing a few games, coach, you're not doing everything right. Cephal, you're not doing anything. Those are always the two guys. And that's, that's part of understanding. But you have to be sure within yourself. You have to be, um, be honest all the time, be the same person. And Cephal's uh, doing that. Um, and, you know, as our team matures around Cepho, we'll get – um, we'll keep. We'll start winning more games um, as we, and as he keeps maturing, we'll start winning more games. Um, does that anything against Jordan? No, I think Jordan's a good player. And um, if something happens to Cepho, I, I, I trust Jordan to go in and play. I really do. So that's a good luxury to have. That's another thing that's hard about playing that position. It's usually only one guy really plays a whole lot, um, unless something happens. Um, and so, um, like all the other positions, you rotate people usually in, and people are getting to play. So that's why it's always that same guy's kind of always gets the brunt of the everything. But I think it, um, you know, Cepho is doing a good job, and uh, it's just you want to find ways to win for sure. Coach, how does Phil Lindsay bounce back this week after Saturday? Um, he's he's bounced back good. You know, he is the Tasmanian Devil. Um, he plays extremely hard. Does a lot of things. I. I uh, um, He's probably the most distraught young man I've ever seen after a fumble. Um, and so my whole job was just to get, his, get him back going because he was fighting and clawing, and the guy did a good job of punching the ball out and, uh, um, on that one. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he's bounced back, and he'll, he'll do well. And, you know, just fumbles are unfortunate. We've just had a couple of really unfortunate ones because we, we don't fumble. Um, and, you know, the ASU game, when we're back up, we had that fumble. We had the momentum, and that one we had the momentum. It just – so we've got to keep that from happening. Um, you know, the other thing, the defense has got to stop them right there. We didn't. The good thing about it is I was – you know, I – in the game, when we fumbled the kickoff and they got it and we stopped them and they couldn't even score – you know, kick a field goal or anything, I thought that was a big, big moment in the game. And then we screwed up after – we screwed up the, on the offensive series after that. But – I thought that was a big moment where we kind of stopped them, and if we could have gone down then and scored or got moved the ball and kind of got it back to balance, it would have been a different game, I think. 
Um, but uh, yeah, Phillips doing fine. He'll he'll battle back through it. And all running backs have fumbled. <laughs> they all have. There's every one of them in the Hall of Fame fumbled. And uh, so uh, he's got to understand that and, and and do it. So, but we we we, we take a. They, I think the other thing, the other thing that's uh, there's a lot of pride in that running back room that they don't fumble. So I think anytime there is a fumble, they just feel because I tell them all the time you're carrying the hopes and the dreams of everybody. You really are when you have a football. And if you think of it that way, you'll hold on to it better. And uh, they've done a good job. You know, unfortunately, we had a couple. Mike, any yep. updates on Addison? Uh, yeah, he's feeling better today, um, and uh, you know he, he you know had a viral virus viral thing that um, turned into a little bit of bronchitis that they you know so that's what he's trying to get all out of his system and uh, very 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 unfortunate for him and very 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 unfortunate for us um, and, uh, and uh, you know so uh, we went out there without Addison or Tedrick. Um, and hopefully we'll have them back this week. I won't know until a couple more days on that, but we'll just keep pushing. And I thought Evan White went out there and played really well for a true freshman. I think he's going to be an excellent football player. And he never missed a tackle, and he made a bunch of tackles. And um, so he's just got to keep, keep battling.